Bismillah, alhamdulillah. You're listening to Islam tomorrow. And we want to talk about a special subject. We want to talk about the Salat in Jama'ah. Especially the Salat in Jama'ah in Fajr. Now I've got to translate all that to English. We're talking about the ritualistic worship in Islam. I don't like to translate this word Salat as being prayer. Because so many times we say Muslims are doing their prayers. And it's a lot more than that. In the English language, to pray is to supplicate. This is very clear because the word is used not just in religion, it's also used in the courts, it's used in legal terms, to pray the judge to allow something to happen. You're petitioning. It's a form of petition, supplication, to submit a request. And this is something we have in Islam, it's called dua. Dua is to ask or invite Allah to uh, fulfill needs that you have. Dua. And this can be done anywhere, anytime, any place. doesn't need to have a direction. You don't have to have wudu or anything. You can just uh, supplicate anytime you want to. This is dua. Then there is something in, in Islam which is equal to the remembrance. This is also uh, something you may find in Christianity. Remembering God or remembering Allah. By the way, Arab Christians use the word Allah. So this is an appropriate word even for Christians to use. But there is something in supplication and in remembrance mentioned in the Bible to, to uh, pray unceasingly. But this unceasingly praying is not petitioning or dua constant. It's what we call in Arabic dhikr or adhkar. Adhkar means to keep Allah in your mind. There's something that you see a lot and if you go to Egypt, in the Arabic language, you see it say, La tansa of kar or dhikr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't forget to remember Allah. And that translates to English almost as humor. Don't forget to remember. I like that one. Don't forget, remember Allah. Very good. But that is still not the salah. What is salah? Salah is the ritualistic worship usually translated as prayer where the Muslim prepares themselves physically by washing and dressing and standing in a, in, in a particular direction facing toward the east and or Mecca actually depending on which way you are if you're in Australia you face west <laughs> and then standing and bowing and prostrating and sitting and reciting certain things. And it doesn't vary. It's very, very uh, codified. It's strict in this. This is something called the Salah. And we talked about that. Now, what is Fajr? Fajr means a, a time of day before the sun comes up. Now, there's something called Subh. This is actually technically the real name. Many times they translate, and it's strange, I've seen books of Arabic translated to English. The word says sub in Arabic. But when they translate it to English, they put another Arabic word in place of it, fajr. Did you know that? Because they don't want to confuse the people. But the name of that prayer that we do in the morning isn't Fajr. 
congregational prayer is called Sobe. If you look to the texts of the scholars when they write, when the scholars write or talk about the subject, they call it Sobe, Salatu Sobe. The Fajr is actually the two rakahs before Sobe. So when you hear the Hadith of Rasul Sallallahu it said, Rakatain al-Fajr khayrum min dunya wa mafiha. It means in English that the two standings and bowings or the two rakahs of prayer of this Fajr, the Sunnah, before the congregational prayer, is better for you than the earth and everything it contains. Wow. That's a pretty good deal, isn't it? Better for you than the earth. That's a materialistic thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is offering you a deal here. The Prophet ﷺ is telling you that this two rakahs in Fajr, the sunnah, is better for you than this earth and everything that it contains. Wow. Then the next question is, what about the actual prayer itself? The sub prayer. How much is that worth for you? Do you know that this is something really, really big to pray the sub? As a matter of fact, it's a good sign for the person who wakes up in the morning and makes his wudu or purification and then goes off to the masjid to pray this. Every step of the way is either taking a sin away from him or giving him a good deed. Every step. One step is a good deed because you're going to the masjid. Another step, getting rid of a bad deed because Allah is forgiving you. Is that a good deal? And then, whoever goes to the masjid to pray, any prayer, it's better for him than if he prayed at home or in his place of business 25 times or 27 times more for him or 700 or 7,000 up to Allah. Allah can make it whatever He wants to increase the reward for that person who comes for this prayer. Is that amazing? Yes, but there's more. The two prayers which are very important for us as Muslims to perform in the congregation together are Salat Isha or Salat Fajr. Salat Isha or Salat Fajr. Isha is the night prayer, the last prayer of the day. Because the Prophet ﷺ told us that whoever prays the Salat Isha, it says, though he spent half of the night in ibadah, in worship to Allah. If he just come and pray it together with the Muslims, it's as though you spent half of the night standing and crying and praying to Allah. And whoever will come in the morning for the sub, for the fajr, I'll call it fajr, comes, then it's as though he spent the other half of the night. So if you were here with us last night, how many were here last night? Last night? Alhamdulillah, and now here this morning. So this is the whole night for you doing what? Worshipping Allah. Even though you slept. Then, he also mentioned that there are two prayers that are the hardest on the munafiqeen. What's munafiq? Come from the word nifaq, which means hypocrisy. Those who are the hypocrites. The two prayers hardest on the hypocrite 
is the night prayer, which is Isha, and the morning prayer, which is the Subh or the Fajr. Imagine this. So, again, this is a good sign. It means, inshallah, we're, we're, at least we're getting rid of some of it, if we have it. Take the hypocrisy away from us as far as the East is from the West. I mean, I hope Allah will give us all of that. Now, that's just a little bit. There's more. There is so much more. But listen to this one. How would you like to have a gift better than $3,000? Better than $3,000. How many would like that? Right now, cash money. Yes, sir. Well, according to my limited knowledge about uh, going for Hajj, I think it costs at least about $3,000 for a person to go for Hajj, the pilgrimage. This is a requirement that a Muslim has to do once in their life. When Allah makes a way for them, they have to go. It's not optional. You have to go. Now, here's a chance for me to get the $3,000 I need to go. I should go, right? I should. Well, not only that, but listen to this. The Hajj has to be performed in the month of Dhul Hijjah. It's just like Easter doesn't come in the fall or the winter of the year. Likewise, this Hajj can only come in the lunar month called Dhul Hijjah, the ninth day of Dhul Hijjah. Very important. So, how would you like to know that you could perform Hajj today, right now? And it's not Dhul Hijjah, by the way. It's not even the right month. But a person could perform that. How? at least to get the reward for it. You still have to go do it, by the way. So don't think you're off the hook. But even if you went to make what's called Umrah, the lesser pilgrimage, Umrah, this can be done at any time of the year. Still, it's going to cost you money. Still could cost two, $3,000 for the air tickets and everything. Go over there and do the things associated with the lesser pilgrimage and come back. How would you like to be able to do that today, right now? And never leave the city. The Prophet ﷺ told us in hadith, good hadith, this is mentioned in Ibn Majah and Termidi. These are the two places for this hadith. So if you know one, then realize that there's another. And the rawahs are similar. The chain of narrations are good. And the the text or the matin of the hadith is... Uh, a bit different one from the other. So that I'm combining these two. But the case is that the Prophet ﷺ tells us, whoever comes for Fajr, or the Sub prayer, the morning prayer, in the gathering, or the Jama'ah, and that's what Jama'ah means, a gathering, and then prays this prayer in congregation, and then stays there in his place, being busy, with his worship to Allah until the sun rises up. Sharuk, we call it Sharuk. Until the sun comes up high enough, a rod's length they call it, on the horizon. And then stands and prays to Rakah. This is also called Duha. Anything after the sun comes up until the middle of the, the day, which is at the time of Dohar. This is a prayer in here. If you make it, it's called Duha. 
you can pray two, or you can pray two and two, or two and two and two, two and two and two and two, etc. Like this, because the Prophet, peace be upon him, did all of these things. And But now here's your chance to do it early. Get it in early. Pray Doha. And what's the reward for this? It's the same reward, although it doesn't remove the responsibility or obligation on you to perform it. But it's the same reward for Hajj wa Umrah. And he said Mabrur, which means Hajj, the big pilgrimage, and Umrah, the lesser pilgrimage, accepted, accepted, accepted by Allah. And the accepted Umrah or the accepted Hajj is something very big. As a matter of fact, when the Prophet ﷺ was asked about the Hajj, he, when it's Mubrur or accepted, he said this is nothing less than paradise. Nothing less than what? Jannah, paradise. So this is a great idea for all of us to keep it in mind to go for this Hajj and Umrah every morning and remove from us this hypocrisy. Take the reward of 25 to 27 times as it would be if I prayed it at home. And to have all these steps. I wonder if every wheel of the tire, every time it goes around, I hope maybe Allah will count that as a step. <laughs> as taking away the sins and adding to my good deeds. And certainly, it's a good way for me to start my day. All of these things are offered to us and definitely this is better than $3,000. Does anybody disagree with what I said? Would rather have the cash. Huh? Because here's a standing offer. If somebody doesn't want the reward Allah gave them for this, I'll buy it. I'll have to pay you out in installments, but I will buy it. I want the ajr for you making the wudu, for coming to the masjid, for the rakatain fajr, which we mentioned, this is better for you than the world and everything in it. That's the sunnah you prayed before. Then the reward of getting the hypocrisy removed and the reward of praying the, the half of the night, standing and worshiping him. Then the reward of hajj and umrah. And any dhikr would have come out of that. I'll buy all of that. That's a good bargain, isn't it? If you could buy all that for 3000 would you agree that's a pretty good deal? And what's the really good deal? I'm going to tell you. Are you ready for the best part? Huh? Well, if you look at the clock, you can see it's time for us to do that. And that's the end of the speech. So we can get started doing that right now. You've been listening to Islam Tomorrow, broadcasting live today.